Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacy, and today, guys, it's finally happening. We're doing it. It's here. It's 2003's Leprechaun Back to the Hood. No, no, you can't have none. But do we have to? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm joined by two fabulous guests, finally. The three of us finally had a free weekend all at the same time. Uh, we have our Leprechaun correspondent, Derek Kubacek. Yep, and again, I'm here by choice. Ryan isn't making me do any of this. I am just a notorious completionist, and because I saw the first couple movies, I just need to keep going, and if I'm going to be subjected to that, I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. I need to be here for it. So when I, uh, when I was talking about this during the Halloween movies, I wasn't kidding. I need to finish what I start. Otherwise, it's just this, uh, this loop that's not been tied in my brain. Except for the Texas Chainsaw series. I make a special exception <laughs> for that horrible, horrible franchise. Also here is our Leprechaun in the Hood correspondent, Jordan Ryan. Hi, uh, I'm not here by choice. I am here under uh, duress. Um, I am being held at gunpoint, and uh, I tried to put this off for as long as possible, but uh, apparently I couldn't do it forever. Yep. Hey, it's Jordan, uh, blink twice so that the listeners know that you need help. <laughs> He's not blinking at all, folks. No, no, there's promise. nothing. There's, there's no blinking. I also disagree. I fucking love Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so... Hey, I understand I'm outnumbered at this table right now. I'm not going to fight it too strongly. But yes, we're here to talk about Leprechaun Back to the Hood, the sixth movie in the Leprechaun series, which is meh. Very, very meh. Like, it's not bad. It's not good. It's very bland, very generic, very typical horror movie. It's got mostly competent characters, some some decent acting, and that's about it. I, I have it as my fourth best through six movies, and that's behind uh, the third one. The first one, and then the fifth one, I think I liked In the Hood better than I liked this one. Yeah, I would put a third. I'd put uh, uh, In the Hood in three ahead of this. Yeah, and I know you, you hate the first one I for hate some the first reason. One. It's the worst <laughs> one in the series. That movie's garbage. But yeah, this one's meh. It's nothing to write home about, but like, I didn't want to die. It, it, wasn't like, it wasn't like you watching Leprechaun in space, Derek. Oh, no. No, that, that movie is in the sub-sub-basement. But yeah, the point of this podcast is we're here to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies, including Leprechaun sequels. So we're going to through the plot of this movie beat by beat, decision by decision, to see if we need to add any new rules to our current list, which has 55 rules in it. Wow. Yeah. So we'll see if Leprechaun Back to the Hood gives us any. Uh, I'm excited, guys. It's, it's, it's good to have the gang back together. I'm glad at least one-third of the people here is excited. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Okay, two-thirds of the people here are excited. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, anything else before we get started here? No. Nah. All right, so the movie begins kind of like a Disney opening with like a, a big fancy storybook, and we're getting like an animated opening showing the origins of the Leprechaun. It doesn't really matter, but it's really cool. Yeah, it, they, they have a budget. I'm pretty sure this opening was more than the entire fourth movie had, mm -hmm. period. But yeah, no, I was waiting for Shrek to exit the outhouse, and I was waiting for Smash Mouth, which would have been all too perfect for the early 2000s. You were waiting for Warwick Davis's illustration to get crushed by a green hand. <laughs> well, that will never happen. <laughs> I'd watch a Shrek Leprechaun crossover. Oh, absolutely. Uh, with, uh, it would be better than this. <laughs> this is my swamp. Ah, this is my gold. <laughs> <laughs> your gold's in my swamp. <laughs> your swamp's in me gold. I I'm confused. <laughs> is, is Lord Farquaad not a leprechaun? <laughs> <laughs> He's compensating for something. 
So when the movie begins proper, we are introduced to Father Jacob, who is a priest, and that is all we know about him, uh, who is running for his life. Rule number one describing a horror movie is you have to know you're in one, and Father Jacob has been in one. Who knows what he's been doing? Uh, there's a whole sequel in there we didn't watch, but Father Jacob is in a horror movie fighting for his life. Yeah. I like to think his story is what connects this one to the first In the Hood movie. Yeah, maybe this is actually a Postmaster P. He, uh, Ooh. Maybe he broke Leprechaun's curse that was put on him at the end of Leprechaun 5, Ooh. and he became a priest to fight Leprechauns. And he killed all the zombie fly girls. He killed the zombie fly girls, and now he is fighting Leprechauns while trying to build a youth center in, in the hood. Though I will say, he was huffing and puffing. We need to talk about Rule 49 with exercise, because maybe if he was in better shape, the fight that's about to happen would have gone slightly differently. To be fair, he does win the fight. He Well, he wins the fight. So, okay, this is like the old adage where, like, the loser of a knife fight dies in the street and the winner dies in the ambulance. Yes. Um. So, like, you know, maybe if he had exercised a little bit. I'm just saying. Maybe. It's definitely possible. We're splitting hairs here. That's why we're here. But he, the they, he's chased to this construction site where he's building a youth center. And apparently he found the gold there. And Leprechaun has been chasing him. And they, they get into a big fight. They're stabbing each other. Um, but Father Jacob has what appears to be holy water, but it's got a bunch of four-leaf clovers in it, which is... <laughs> I love that. It's clever. Rule five, lock and load. Lock and load. And he just, like, throws all this holy water on Leprechaun, which causes, like, demons to drag him back to hell. Yeah. Like, what is this? Friday the 13th, 9, Jason goes to hell? hey <laughs> Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it was kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. And And by the way... We never revisit this again. Nope. Don't, not even in this movie. <laughs> nope. But Father Jacob ends up dying from his stab wounds. So, yeah, the only thing we maybe have from his exercise, maybe that would have saved him. We also don't know, though, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, on the Halloween podcast, y'all would often say that Loomis's goal isn't to survive. Was his goal to survive, or was it to get the leprechaun back in hell? See, and that, and that was one thing I was about to say. So he was trying to defeat the horror movie, right? I think that he had all of the tools he needed. He just didn't execute it to perfection. There's a lot of things, though, like, you know, Ryan already kind of mentioned. We don't really know because we think that he was using the Leprechaun's gold to build the youth center. So then we've got, what, the rule don't get greedy? I'm not exactly sure which number rule that is. 44. So don't get greedy. He got greedy at one point. Granted, he got greedy for the right reasons. But, I mean, there's no free lunch, and he wanted a free lunch, and free lunch is for everybody. Not a bad thing, but the Leprechaun was going to make him pay for it. And as we're going to find out in the rest of the movie, because by the way, Leprechaun movies have nothing to do with prior movies. That Obviously, our characters don't know that, but for our viewers, like we can't try and surmise how this Leprechaun behaves based on past Leprechauns. We just know that it's his gold, and he wants his gold. Leprechaun was kind of mean in this one. Like He tailed you whether you had his gold or not sort yep. of thing. He's out um, for revenge. So the priest or pastor uh, pastor jacobs or whatever father jacob father jacobs he was in trouble regardless yeah. if it was if he touched the gold i'm guessing that running was not an option yeah no that's a good point one year later we introduced to uh emily and lisa and jamie we're all friends emily uh, works at uh, like a beauty salon and wants to go to college lisa's like a struggling college student and uh jamie jamie's a guy uh, who is played by Paige Kennedy from Blue Mountain State, right on. He's the best character in the movie. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. And he's the stoner friend of theirs who's pretty funny. Paige Kennedy steals the show in every scene he's in. Yeah. He's, that's fair. He's got some great, great scenes. The youth center has basically construction has been shut down, so uh, nothing good in the hood. We also meet Rory, who is Emily. Emily's her main character. It's uh, her ex-boyfriend, who is now a drug dealer. Jamie is uh, owes a bunch of money to some other drug dealers, uh, a crew led by a guy named Watson, 
And so Watson's gang shows up, and they just, like, pick Jamie up and, like, <laughs> dump him out and try and get any money off him, and they steal his shoes. <laughs> it's funny. It's it, a really funny scene. <laughs> That's the kind of movie we're in, folks. And for the next, like, half an hour or so, we're not going to do anything horror movie related. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's no. more of like a, a story of gentrification gone wrong and people who are down on their luck. Yep, they're, they're struggling to get by. They're all broke. So like actual character development sure. in a Leprechaun movie. Well, they uh, try. They try. There is an attempt. Yeah. Albeit very bland. I yes. mean, like this is Greek yogurt kind of thing, but you know. Emily goes to work and we meet two more people. Doria, who is kind of a shitty customer who goes to the beauty salon a lot. And Chanel, who is dating Rory. And she's also kind of a diva. Um, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Interesting. Real bitchy. <laughs> yeah. So Rory is feuding over, I don't know, turf with Watson about who can deal where. Yeah, it, it that's what it was. It was a turf war type thing, basically. He was mad that uh, Rory was making so much money in his part of the city. So Watson's right-hand man is a guy named Cedric. Cedric's talking shit to Rory. So Rory, Rory leaves. Everything's fine. Rory comes roaring back on his motorcycle and does a drive-by baseball batting, just hits Cedric in the face. Is this important? No, but it's important to me, so we're going to talk about it. <laughs> He's riding an R1, which for those of you who don't know, Yamaha, 1,000 cc's. This is in the city. He does not need 1,000 cc's in the city. But you know what? I'm happy he did. But more importantly, we need to talk about his chromed-out constable helmet. The dude looked like he could get to Scotland Yard in about six seconds. I loved this helmet. I loved the R1. And I loved the fact that he took a baseball bat and he hit a guy over the head with it on his way out of town. That's way more creative than like a drive-by shooting. Absolutely. This is great. So Emily uh, and Lisa, uh, Lisa's car craps out on them. More bad luck for these guys. And they get it towed. So, you know, they're like, oh, when is life going to get better for us? I know. Let's go spend money on a fortune teller. Uh, yep, good old Zoltar Speaks. This is coming in this movie. Uh, this is this is actually a good opportunity. Derek, uh, you work in finance. Yeah. Um, for some, If you were going to like uh, consult someone on their personal finances, would you recommend them going to a fortune teller? Uh, okay, well, you know, I can't give personalized financial advice. I feel the need to say that. But like, if you're going to go spend money on a fortune teller, I can tell you that a lottery ticket is a better investment because you might actually get something out of it. <laughs> um, because... If you want to know what a fortune teller is going to tell you, you might as well go read your horoscope for free. Maybe I'll get some hate for that. I don't really care because I don't think that going to a fortune teller is going to help out your financial situation. I co-sign everything you just said. So if any <laughs> hate comes to Derek, direct it at me. Well, now, hold up. Here's the thing. Does that uh, advice count if your fortune teller is an actual witch? Well, you got to know that. They don't find that until way later. Okay, fair enough. But she is a witch. She is a witch. So... Esmeralda the fortune teller turns out to be a witch, which she's never set up, and it doesn't really have any payoff. Is her name actually Esmeralda? Yep. Oh, my so, God. Okay, okay. I, and I, I see your argument, right? I'm going to refer back to the rules. Uh, fuck destiny. We have a perfect <laughs> rule for this. So if a fortune teller tells me something, fuck that. I'm going to carve my own path because either I can change it or uh, it was never true to begin with. So, Or I can't do anything about it. So yep. whatever. I don't want to know my future. So... Guys, if you want to know your future that badly, why don't you just like have like, you know, dream it up, you know, put it up on a pinup board and then be like, I want that A vision that, board, a vision, vision board. a vision board. That is how you can see your future. Don't go to a fortune teller. Don't let other people tell you what you're going to do. This is this, this is bad all around. Rule 47. Fuck destiny. There we go. That was inspiring. Yeah. 
who who would have thought? So, sorry, this is a passion point for oh. me. Per, personal finance and and people trying to to better themselves and, and better uh, better their lives for tomorrow. That's that's really important to me. So like, uh, this stung me more than it should have. Esmeralda's like, oh, danger's coming and a lot of wealth, but you you can't accept the wealth because evil will get you if you accept the wealth. Okay. So Jamie, he's smoking some weed that he bought from Rory, and he finds four-leaf clovers in his weed. So he wants to go get his money back from Rory, but he forgot to bring the weed to prove it. And this scene doesn't matter. All it does is set up the fact there are clovers in the weed. I wonder if that'll come into play. A four-leaf clover in a leprechaun movie coming into play? Nah, they'll leave it alone. But Emily, Lisa, and Jamie have a barbecue (laughs) in the old, like, rundown construction (laughs) site. Oh, it's just funny. And uh, Jamie invites Rory. And they're all hanging out, and Emily falls into a hole because you know abandoned construction yards are dangerous. Yeah, so don't do this. I, does does this rule thirty two? Is this play stupid games, win stupid prizes, yeah. or is there something better? I mean, there's probably something better, but yeah, this is a stupid game. Stupid. If you go clambering around an abandoned construction site and you fall through a <laughs> hole, congratulations. SpongeBob, you can't always expect my usual brand of stupidity. <laughs> I like to mix it up, keep you on your toes. <laughs> And so she's exploring this creepy-ass basement and finds a treasure chest full of gold. That's not yours. True. But it's abandoned. Yeah. Does it really belong to anyone? Yes, it does. <laughs> Do I blame her for taking it now one iota? Like, might as well. <laughs> They're trespassing. It's not theirs. I mean, they are trespassing, but uh, yeah, I, I can't blame them for taking the gold is my point. Like, well, shit, you found abandoned gold in an abandoned construction site and you were, like, down on your luck. Yeah, fuck it. Just take it. Like, if you found, like, a random treasure, I would take it, too. I, can't, I really don't blame them for taking the treasure. Ugh, I, I do not condone this. We will, uh, we will continue having split off on our separate paths here. Tell you what. I am on Derek's side of not condoning this because Emily believes in psychics. Sure. And her fortune teller specifically told her, you're going to come into wealth. Don't accept the wealth. No, follow the rules. Yeah, you paid for that advice, and then you're just going to blatantly ignore it? That is a horrible move. Yeah, I would, I would call this rule number 21, learn from past events. Why did you go to this fortune teller if you're not going to take any advice? Granted, yeah. don't take any advice from a fortune teller. <laughs> Look, if I were in that position where I was dumb enough to believe that psychics were real, I would, and then I come across the wealth they warned me about, I'd be like, oh, well, that's uncanny. Goodbye. <laughs> Better not. <laughs> This is a little too like on point. Yeah, this yeah. Is very specific. <laughs> like I don't, I don't believe in mediums or psychics or clairvoyance or any of that either. But I have to admit, that would creep me out oh, just a that, little bit. That would turn me into a believer. I'd be like, <laughs> okay, found the wealth you were talking about, didn't accept it. What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's keep this going. And then she'll just say Dogecoin. Dogecoin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to the moon. Hold the line. Uh, they end up splitting the, the, the gold four ways, which causes Leprechaun to rise. No, oh, no. And so Lisa ends up buying a new car. Uh, she and Emily go on like a spa day and a shopping spree. Rory's buying a ton of shit for his girlfriend and a new gun, uh, Glock, which he shouldn't have bought because everyone knows, obviously, that those jam all the time. Yeah, Glocks, you know. Yeah. They jam all the time. Yeah. Duh, everyone knows that. Anyone seen the movie Snatch? Like, the heavier the gun is, the less reliable it is. Come on now. I don't know. This bugs me too because it's like, it's played off as if no time passed at all. Are they just paying with the gold coins as they buy shit? Or did they, like, find a fence? No, they didn't because they still uh, later on, Rory, on they still have a bunch of gold so left they're over. So they paying with gold? Like, we, we don't ever get into, like, the FX or the currency exchange with this movie. And it does bother. There's so many finance things about this movie 
that bother me. Like, for example, if you come into sudden wealth, the first thing you do not do is go buy a depreciable asset like a car. Now, granted, I don't think she bought like a super fancy car and you need transportation. Okay, that's fine. You but know, it was a new car. And it's specifically because the car from earlier broke down. They yes. needed transportation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why I say like, you know, go get a nice used affordable car and then use the rest of that wealth in order to, to better your future. Um, like buying two garbage bags of weed? <laughs> buying two garbage bags of weed is not financial advice I would ever give to anyone if I were to give advice. Okay, but that's like the one thing they all bought that I could see the gold coin actually working for. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Because he goes to Watts and pays off the debt and buys two garbage bags full of weed. And he's just walking down the street holding him there so the kids don't grab him. <laughs> one of the best scenes in the movie. It was funny. It, it was, was funny. But Lep is watching Emily and Lisa from a tree. He's coming for you. A swiggity swooty. So, oh no that doesn't uh, age well with how back in the hood went or uh, the first in the hood went yeah, that's, that's fair uh, Ooh. so Jamie he throws a party and he's showing one of his buddies around we never learned this guy's name uh, we'll just call him Stoner Friend sure Stoner Friend uh, so Stoner Friend uh, gets Jamie goes off to get laid Stoner Friend's just chilling in Jamie's room with a bunch of bongs and he finds a gold coin and takes it Rule four, don't be menace. Don't yeah. be stealing your friend's shit. Well, but Jamie did say that his shit is his shit. Yeah, like, what's what's mine is yours. For, yeah, you know, probably don't say that. But then again, if you're, like, the friend, don't take that literally. Don't That's just menace. an invitation like, hey, I want you to feel welcome. I want this to be homely. And he did feel welcome to the gold coin sitting on his table. Yeah, I, I very much doubt Jamie meant that this is some kind of commie share fest happening down in this house. So he, he takes the gold coin and then he just starts to get high. And Leprechaun walks in. He's like, oh, shit, dude, um, this is some heavy shit. I do love the timing of that scene, how he, he gets done with his bong rip, and then immediately a fucking Leprechaun walks in. Dang, what's it's, this it's, laced with? It's an, a really realistic response. So Leprechaun gets high with him, like, really fucking high, like five bong rips at least. Mm-hmm. But Stoner Friend drops the gold coin. Leprechaun obviously wants it. Le- Stonerfriend refuses to give it back, so Leprechaun does the reasonable thing and impales him on a fucking bong. Yeah, so, I mean, one, don't steal the gold coin, but two, like, if someone's like, hey, that's mine, give it back, just give it back. Yeah. Um, like, you, like, here's the thing. Even if it's not the Leprechaun's, it's not his. Yep. Yeah. So, like, give it. Just yeah. give give it up. Maybe, maybe he'd be like, you know what? Other than that, we're friends. You, you... You gave me plenty of ganja, and we're having a good time. Rule 44, don't get greedy. Don't get greedy. I don't know. I couldn't see the leprechaun saying that. It didn't rhyme once. That's that's true. Even though we didn't get any limericks in this whole movie. Yeah, he really didn't rhyme much in this movie. Yeah. That's true. We did not get a sequel to the, the greatest hit, In the Hood, Up to No Good, or whatever it was from yeah, the lep last in, one. Lep in the Hood. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Through a series of hilarious events that go on for a long time, Leprechaun accidentally gets locked in a refrigerator and just hot boxes in there. Yes, and, <laughs> and there is poetic irony in hot boxing in a cold box. It's true. So I, I thought that was really funny. This might have been my favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah. Because it was utterly pointless. It leads to nowhere. Nope. It's just funny. It yeah. padded the runtime for three minutes too, more, too much longer. But. No, 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 no. These are the three minutes I wanted. <laughs> it's a lot of the other movie that we could have gotten That's rid of. That's entirely fair. <laughs> like, would you not watch a whole movie of just, like, Leprechaun's High Adventures? I would. I really would. Uh, At least I'd, a short film. I was going to say, I'd watch, like, a 30-minute short. <laughs> yeah. You mean, so, like, so, like, Olaf the Snowman, like, they do all those shorts with Olaf, except we do it with Leprechaun, and he's super high. The whole time. That'd be fun. <laughs> So Emily and Lisa find the body. Cops get called. 
Jamie gets arrested, but not for the murder, just because he's got all that weed on his room. What is this like? It's a statement on the justice system. Uh, it was. It was. It was oregano. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, my mom's Italian. <laughs> she likes oregano. <laughs> Well, and it, it, before that, too, they're like, oh, we found the ganja. He's like, what ganja? And then he just produces the garbage bag full. Um, and, like, this isn't a movie. To, this is not a, a, a advice to surviving a horror movie. But, like, you know, there was a murder. I get it. And I'm glad that everyone saw Priority and called the cops. But there might have been a happy medium where you hide the weed a little bit better when the cops come to investigate the murder. Sure. There's a lot of weird things here. Rule 43, tread cautiously when dealing with the police. Absolutely. They are not your friends. Yes, they are not. And these are officers Thompson and Whitaker. They're just dicks. They're asshole cops, and that is their entire Yeah, that's that's a... They're they're typical horror movie cop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's two types of horror movie cops. Incompetent and assholes. Sometimes combined. Yep. These guys are pretty much just assholes. Yeah, and every once in a while we get a rare good one, like Halloween 4, you know? Yeah, Sheriff like, Meeker. But yeah. that, that's about it. You know, they're, they're few and far between, and we appreciate them when we find them. Chanel takes one of the gold coins and has it uh, molded into a gold tooth and starts wearing that around. This isn't going to go anywhere. Uh, I actually like where this goes. This I, is a I do solid too. payoff. Th- th- this is a fun payoff. So at the beauty parlor, Doria comes in for the massage. And Leprechaun just wanders in and starts giving her the massage instead. And then, like, strangles her to death for no reason. Yeah, yeah I, I take it back. This is the three minutes they could have cut. Yeah, 100%. Le- leave, the, leave the fridge hot box, cut this. <laughs> sure, because this is what I was talking about earlier when I mentioned that this Leprechaun in this particular movie doesn't really track with the iterations of Leprechaun that we've seen thus far. Because, Ryan, we talked in Leprechaun 3 about how you can negotiate with that Leprechaun and, and come to deals, and Leprechaun would actually, like, hold up his end of the bargain because he just wants his gold. This one, Doria did nothing wrong. I mean, she's a crappy customer, but she didn't do anything to Leprechaun. Yeah. She was just in there for a massage. She, there's nothing she could have done differently. Nothing. She, did, she didn't even have a chance to know she was in a horror movie. Yeah. She could have been the nicest customer in the world, and she still would have died. Yeah. I mean, like, let, let's say, like, constant vigilance, okay? Like, l- let's pretend that's a thing here. And she looks up and she sees the leprechaun. Uh, Too it, late. That, well, that, that could have just been someone who was there to give her a massage. Yeah. You know? Like, you don't know. <laughs> so it, it, she could have done nothing. As yep. much as I did not like Doria, the character, she did nothing. But Emily walks in when this is happening. Wrong one, Emily. You are in a horror movie. The evil has found you. The fortune teller was correct, unfortunately. We get a fight scene. A leprechaun tries to stab her. Emily follows number five, locks and loads, takes an electric razor, and stabs Leprechaun in the fucking eyeball. Ryan, you love this, right? And to make it even better, Leprechaun tries to, like, run after her when she escapes, and it's still plugged into the wall, so it just yanks him back. I felt <laughs> that in my skull. It was yeah. funny, though. Yeah, but I, I felt that. But it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Emily follows rule number 11, get out. Get out! Mm-hmm. She's gone. Uh, good for her. This yeah. is solid. Yeah, and Rule 17, I want to throw that in there as well, because, like, who would think to just stick an electric razor into someone's eye socket? Never give up. Next thing you try might work. There we go. Good stuff. Uh, Yeah, this is really cool. Emily is actually going to be, like, a really competent character for the most part. So this, she does some really fun stuff. Because from here on out, she not only understands that she's in a horror movie, but she's pretty much got it pegged, like, down to the creature. She's like, there's a leprechaun after us because we stole his gold. It's remarkable like, how fast she figures this out. It's almost uncanny. It's, it's almost like, like she, she read the script. Hey, <laughs> I was just about to say oh, that. I'm sorry. <laughs> she so she runs off and she tells Rory and Chanel and Jamie, who's somehow out of jail now, about this, and 
they leave Chanel behind. They're like, we got to warn Lisa, even though Rory and Jamie have no reason to go along. With this and, and we need to talk about this for a second. I don't want to gloss. So this is rule number nine, because like she does not bury the lead. I would have very much buried the lead on this. She's like, there's an evil magical leprechaun after us because we spent all his gold. That is not how to convince people in, in this world about something that's going on. Yeah, no. The guy whose gold we took? Yeah, that belongs to someone. He's after us. Yeah, he's killed... He, killed, he came in, he killed someone at the parlor shop. He was trying to kill me. I barely escaped. I don't think I killed him. I, I injured him, but we need to go now. That is what you say. That is what you say to the cops, if you're going to the cops. I like, Don't be like, magical leprechaun. That, no, 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 no. Bury the lead. Yep. You know, let it slow trickle. Yep. Uh, and I think the leprechaun movies are, are like the textbook example of this rule. Absolutely. I have not seen them, so I can't comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, every movie, it's always like, there's a killer leprechaun trying to kill us. Well, no one's going to believe that. Yeah, you're, you're just tripping. <laughs> Someone's attacking my me at my house. Oh, we'll be there in a second. Oh, my God. Uh, we need backup out here. I think there's a killer leprechaun on the loose. There's a killer man dressed as a leprechaun. Yeah, that's, the best, uh, that's a better oh, way to say it. Oh, and he just got up after I shot him in the chest. <laughs> yeah, send, send a lot of people. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that. I'd just be like, get out here. Like, put as many people who are qualified to deal with hostility in between me and the hostility. That's what that's what I want. Yeah. So Lisa, she has a weird noise in her house, and eventually she finds her kitchen ransacked, and Leprechaun's there. But, like, before Leprechaun... Okay. Before she sees Leprechaun, she realizes she's in a horror movie, rule one. She grabs a knife. Good move. Tries to call Emily, no one answers. You know, lock and load, that's good stuff. Leprechaun shows up, and she just fucking stabs him. Hey, way to go. Good stuff. During the fight, she does lose her cleat. It's a cleaver. Idiot. Don't leave your weapon behind. Firmly grasp it. It's not like she set it down and got knocked out of her hand. Firmly grasp it. Yes. Granted, we have seen in Leprechaun movies that selectively Leprechaun can use the Force. We do not see that in this movie. No. True. He, he can teleport. This Leprechaun is not a he, Jedi. He, he can apparate, but he cannot Accio, you know? <laughs> so she locks herself in the bathroom. Horrible move. Yeah, this is kind of a little bit of don't run upstairs. Yeah, like you cornered yourself. Yeah, you cornered don't yourself. corner yourself. But she overcomes that. She makes a homemade flamethrower using a can of hairspray and a lighter. And it's fucking awesome. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately for Lisa... Leprechaun teleports into the room and kills her. I mean, if she'd gotten out of the house... Yeah, that's what I was thinking, is uh, if she wouldn't have cornered herself. Yeah, maybe run out the back door. Yeah. If there, I don't know if there's a back door to the house, but like found, found a way out of the house instead of cornering herself, she might have lived. And then, I mean, even stepping back a little bit, when she found out there was someone, she didn't call the cops right away. She called her friend first, and like the phone rang dead. Call the cops first if there's someone breaking into your house. Don't call your friend first. I you think know? we have proof in this movie that the cops aren't the best people to oh, call. Oh, I, I, I get it. Yeah. I, I get it. But someone's going to answer the phone at the very least, you know? I understand that these cops are incompetent. Yes. I do. Yeah, yeah there, there's a reason not to call the cops. So I, I can't fully say I blame her. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if those were the type of cops that were showing up, I don't know if I'd want them to come either. Well, and especially we have in the movie... Her watching them ignore the murder to arrest her friend for weed. Yeah, yeah that's so, true. Like, yeah. That's true. She's, she, they're not going to care. Yeah. I mean, best case scenario, they show up and Leprechaun kills them and she gets away. Like, you can use them as, like, distractions so you can escape. But that's if, the best case scenario. If they get there in time. Worst case scenario, if they do get there in time, they'll shoot you instead. So It's almost like we've established that we cannot rely on police. Yeah, you which is Wow. Like, like when, you, when, you, when, you, when you really dig into it and, like... They did establish that the police are unreliable, and so they'd never do seek their help. Yeah, they rely on themselves. Yeah. 
which is sometimes all you can do. Yeah. I mean, that is the best person to rely on in a horror movie situation. Yep. So Rory, Emily, and Jamie find her body. They all know they're in a horror movie now. Emily wants to give the gold back to stop Leprechaun. Um, and at this point, they discover that if they close the treasure chest and reopen it, it can magically refills itself with gold. Yeah, bag of holding. This is going to break the economy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lep, why are you so mad? You have infinite gold. Just chill, dude. <laughs> it's the principle of the thing. Yeah, Ryan. you shouldn't have stolen from him at all, period, full stop. So the, the plan is to return the gold to him, but just Rory runs away with the gold. He just steals it and leaves. Rory, don't be a menace. Roll four. Yes, and don't get greedy also again. Yeah. Also, uh, I don't know if we have a rule for this, but Jamie, you were supposed to be watching the gold. Maybe <laughs> don't let him take it. Yeah, that's true. Maybe just constant vigilance on I'll that give one. It, I'll give it that one, because he was, he, I don't know if he was high, but he was at least zoned out on that couch when Emily came back. Emily goes home, finds Leprechaun in her room, and he's like, I, I know you don't have the gold anymore. I'll get him. I'm here because you popped out my eyeball. It's like, dude, that didn't even seem to hurt you that much, and you put it back in. You're just fine. Relax also, yourself. he drew first blood. Yeah. You started this shit, Lep. Now, granted, I understand that villains don't need to play by the rules yeah. in their own horror movies, but this was still hard because this is not the leprechaun in movies past that you can negotiate with. He's like, an eye for an eye. And I'm like, yeah, but you still have your eye. <laughs> yeah, fuck like, off. Like, I don't understand. Hey, it, it, by his logic, if she can pop her eye back right back in, they're good. Yeah. Maybe he just doesn't understand human anatomy. You know, and here's the thing. If I knew that he was going to uphold his end of the bargain, I'd be like, yeah, fine, whatever. Take my eye, take the gold, leave me alive. You know, ask nicely for him to take my left eye because it's useless. Yeah, you, you can you can live with one eye. Plenty of people do, <clears throat> and it's fine. But here's the thing. This leprechaun has already proven that uh, he will not respect the deal. No. So, uh, no, please. So they end up getting into a fight out in the street. They escape the, She escapes the house, fight in the street. Rory shows up, and he does his signature move, the drive-by baseball batting. Which we had already established. <laughs> it's like a Mortal Kombat move. Like, this is awesome. Finish him. Fatality. Even though he does not finish him. No. But then he uses his car as a weapon, which is rule number 39. Use your car as a weapon. He runs Lep over with a motorcycle. I was gonna say, yeah, this is, this is still the R1. Yep. All 1,000 cc's of it. And by the way, there's a rule with motorcycles that if uh, you can eat it in one sitting, you should just hit it. Mm. I don't know that that was possible, but you're also just trying to survive. Yeah. You know? Maybe running this leprechaun over will kill him. You don't know. Yeah. yeah. Emily gets on Rory's bike and they escape. With no helmets. No helmets. Irresponsible. Irresponsible. Safety first. Play stupid games and win stupid prizes, but they're not going to win a stupid prize. No, there, there are no stupid prizes won, but, like, come on. You get away from the leprechaun just to, like, get into a minor fender bender and end your life. Yeah. Like, where's your constable helmet, dude? You need two of those. So Lep goes to Chanel's place. And he walks in, and she's like, oh, shit, I'm in a horror movie. Grabs her shotgun and just <laughs> blows Leprechaun away. It's fucking awesome. It Real caught fun. me off guard. <laughs> Lock and load. I do love that move. Unfortunately, she does not follow rule six, double tap. Now, probably wouldn't have mattered anyway. So I just want to respect the initial move as much as I can. Yes. Sure. But then she also doesn't follow rule 40, keep your distance. She gets right up next to Leprechaun. He ends up ripping her gold tooth out. Not just her old tooth. Fucking mandible. Everything. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It is. Uh, so Emily and Rory get pulled over by those two cops from the beginning. They kind of beat up uh, Rory and they arrest both of them. What the fuck are you arresting uh, Emily for? Like, you got Rory for speeding, but, you know, that's not really arrestable. Like, that's a ticket. What the fuck are you arresting Emily for? Yeah, these are crooked cops. At this point, we need to call them out for being menaces. Yep. I, I'm yep. happy to say it. Don't yep. be a menace. Even though I will say the biggest crime of this entire sequence was riding the street bike on dirt. 
I'm sorry. There are a that's few, the biggest crime. There are a, <laughs> there are a few things in this movie that bother me. It's it's the financial transgressions, and then it's like everything to do with this motorcycle. Because this movie had me checked out for most of it. So, Same. <laughs> so like I see him riding on dirt, and all I see is them with no helmets riding on dirt, actually filming this. And I was like, someone is going to die. That's what stunt doubles are for. Yes, I'm sure they could afford stunt doubles. So Leprechaun shows up and he wants his gold back. So the cop, one of the cops just beats him. <laughs> like, oh, you dare ask me for your gold? Pfft. Don't be a menace, dude. Yeah, stop yeah. doing this. Do your damn job. So Leprechaun, like, impales him on his old baton. Sure. Good riddance. The, the other cop pulls his gun out and shoots him. Okay, fair enough. I mean, at this point... Yes. Yeah, you're in a horror movie. You just had your partner get impaled on a baton. And, like, he lifted him up with one hand. Like, I mean, there are supernatural implications here. Sure. Shoot. Leprechaun knocks the gun out of his hand. Rule seven. Don't leave your weapon behind. And then, <laughs> fucking out of nowhere, this cop just starts kicking, kick fighting with Leprechaun. Roundhouse. 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 <laughs> and so Leprechaun just rips his fucking leg off. <laughs> it's great. And then he's hopping around like the Black Knight, just yeah. like, yeah. it's only a flesh wound. It's only a flesh wound. <laughs> But yeah, you know, if they hadn't been, like, just harassing these kids for no reason, they wouldn't have gotten killed. Do your damn jobs. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. When you're when you're a cop, the job is supposed to be protect and serve. These cops neither protected nor served. So throw on a do your damn job. Yep. Do your damn job. Don't be a menace. Fuck those guys. So Lup goes after uh, Emily and uh, Rory and bites off Rory's cuffs for some reason. That was dumb. <laughs> uh, you have... Why would you uh, unrestrain your enemy? But Emily gets out of the car, grabs the police shotgun, and just fucking unloads on him. It's awesome. Great move. Every single shell. Lock and load. Double tap. It's awesome. Across the board here. It's great. Here's where the problem lies. They grab the gold. Just leave the gold. They've had plenty of opportunity here to try and return it because... Remember, that was the initial plan, and that's still Emily's plan, but they keep leaving with the gold, as if they're going to find a better time to give it back. I feel like the best time would be like when it's in person, and you're like, listen, I know I shot you a lot, but remember, you're trying to kill me. Here's your gold. Can we please call it square? I'll even help you find your gold coins. Bye. Yeah. And then leave. And then if he stills after you, you worry about that later. But obviously, holding on to the gold is more of a burden than it is any kind of helpful item well and i nearly threw my fucking phone across the room when they leave this scene just to go back to jamie and be like dude we got to get rid of this gold like oh gosh if only you would have been in an altercation with the leprechaun five fucking minutes ago where you could have given it to him if only the only explanation i can really think of is emily panicked rule 10 don't panic she just like i gotta get out of here uh, this is smart i gotta bring this with me and didn't really think about it i don't know man it, it's almost like they're just waiting for the they're waiting for the opportune moment the proper leverage and so like as long as they have gold they have leverage it's almost like they needed the movie to be 20 minutes longer yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's really what it is uh we're just drawing things out at this point leprechaun tries to steal the cop car to go after them but he can't reach the pedals yeah that's funny. Yeah, the, I think the fun, one of the funniest moments in the movie is can I get paid off from this. It's pretty good. We'll get there. So, like you said, they go pick up Jamie, but Watson and Cedric arrive because they've been planning to kill Rory because he's... Yeah, it was, it was established earlier. He They wanted to kill him when they were all, all out like spending the gold coins because he was getting a little too fancy for their taste. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, Rule 22, take the shot. If they had just taken Rory out earlier, like... When they could have done it easily, yeah, they wouldn't have been here to get killed by leprechaun. Yeah, and Watson specifically is like, "No, we got to make it messy, make a big show of it." Like, no, you don't. You you don't. That's the dumb thing to do. 
But this is so they, this whole gang shows up. They got AKs. They're locked and loaded. A cop car arrives. The car door opens. A cop's leg steps out, and it falls over because it's the dismembered leg yep. of the cop from earlier. I mean, hey, if you need something to hit the pedal for you, it worked. It was really funny. Leprechaun is here. Leprechaun starts like attempting to be threatening to Watson, but Watson just like gets a phone call. And, like, interrupts him for a minute. He's just talking on the phone to his girlfriend. Like, what the fuck his is girlfriend, happening? His girlfriend thinks he's cheating on her is what's happening. And, again, this is not a, this is not a one and a half minutes wasted. These no. Are, these are good one and a half minutes. Yes. He does briefly turn his back on Leprechaun. Nothing happens from that. Rule two, constant vigilance. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that. But, obviously, he doesn't feel threatened. And no. really doesn't have... Well, no, never mind. He saw a severed leg. He should probably know he's in a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Watson starts beating up Leprechaun, but Lep just keeps getting back up. It's very uh, uh, reminiscent of the Jason Takes Manhattan yeah, fight. Ex- ex- that was exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, we're going to punch until we get tired, and then when we get tired, we dead. Yep. Watson gets so tired, Leprechaun kills him in one punch and rips out his fucking heart. Yeah, I don't think this is what Kill Bill was you know, talking about with like the five-point heart explosion, but it's pretty close. Honestly, for Watson, he just didn't know he was in a horror movie when he should have. Like, mm-hmm. severed leg, dude. So he broke rule number one. Yep. And I mean, we need to. Ca- we also need to remember the, the higher level. He was in the middle of murdering somebody for show. Don't be a menace. So, like, he was in a horror movie, but he was kind of the villain, but then became the victim. The movie pulled the old switcheroo. Like, the bigger bad showed up to kill the lesser bad. He thought he was in a crime movie. He was actually in a horror movie. Right. That'll happen. So Cedric and all the other guys, they just open fire. Rule 22, take the shot. They they unload on this, on Leprechaun, but Leprechaun just gets You know, double out. tap, triple tap, over tap, you know. So Leprechaun proceeds to just beat up the, the, the crew and then slashes Cedric's throat. Rory runs over and, like, pushes Leprechaun off of Cedric. And it's, like, I feel like it's shot. Like, it's supposed to be like this. Oh, no, they killed my friend. No, Cedric was trying to kill you. Why? Why does this happen? It's It's so unclear. I, I don't really know what's going on. Maybe it's like when there's an evil leprechaun in, involved, like, humanity bands together. Yeah, I can see it. But honestly, for Cedric at this point, like, when you unload, like, your clip from your AK into someone and they get back up, I think it's time to follow rule number 28. Run, bitch, run! Run, bitch, run! Yeah, and I mean, learn from past events. Like, okay, bullets aren't going to work. Let's just leave. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get out. Let's get in the car and go. Keys are in it. Let's go. Speaking of cars, Emily's going to steal it and run Leprechaun over with it. <laughs> Use your car as a weapon. Yep. And the best part about this movie, I think, is this was uh, a Watson's car. So what, what are those called? It's got like hydraulics? Yeah, it's got hydraulics. Lift. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out Leprechaun is doing a sideshow bob underneath yeah. the car. <laughs> and he starts like punching his way through the floor of the car. Cool sequence. Uh, probably the best sequence of the movie, I'd say. Sure. And... Emily just starts bouncing the car on top of him. It's amazing. It is as funny as you're picturing it. Mm-hmm. It is my favorite part of the movie. Use your car as a weapon. <laughs> Eventually, they knock him off the car. It's it's pretty wonderful. So they go to Esmeralda to get help. Yeah, I guess. She was right. So if your fortune teller is right, I guess go to your fortune Like I said. Take her advice. What else you got for me? Well, and, what other and, can I do? And also, I want to add like a caveat. As soon as leprechauns and leprechauns gold and supernatural yep. bullshit and Stonehenge magic bullshit are proven to exist in the world that I'm in, I'm going to rewrite all of my rules sure. pretty quickly at that point. Because, new I evidence. Mean, yeah. Yeah. We would be stupid not to consider new evidence. So like, okay, she predicted this and now supernatural leprechaun. 
Oh yeah, I'm gonna go to Esmeralda. That that seems a logical move. Yeah. Esmeralda only agrees to help because Rory gives her some cash. Uh, don't get greedy. Don't get involved in this. Just don't. You're you were fine. You, who are these people to you? They're just these random customers you've had like twice. Chill out. But she tells them they need four leaf clovers. So Rory does something pretty brilliant. He's got hollow points in his gun. So he uses some candle wax and the uh, four leaf clovers from Jamie's weed and makes clover infused bullets. And here I was hoping they were just going to do the uh, the clover weed from uh, Leprechaun in the Hood, but actually work this time. Yeah, but still, this is pretty cool. It I is was, cool. I was actually expecting them to get uh, Leprechaun to smoke the yeah. <laughs> the four-leaf clover weed, but instead they put it in hollow point <laughs> well, That's what bullets. I mean. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah, yeah, and that was a real bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Almost as much of a uh, of a bummer as no zombie fly girls in this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need more. We always need more zombie fly girls in all horror movies. <laughs> and eventually, uh, Leprechaun shows up. We get a big fight. Rory shoots a bunch of times, but his gun jams because Glock's always jammed. Because Glock's jammed. Foolish. Jamie fights with a baseball bat, but uh, Leprechaun breaks the bat in half, stabs Jamie in the leg, and takes him out of the movie. He lives, but like we see him again once. It's kind of a bummer. I wish we'd got more Paige Kennedy in the yeah. finale. Paige Kennedy was the highlight of the movie, and he was out far too soon. Yep. So Esmeralda decides to hold off Leprechaun so Emily and uh, Rory can escape. Again, you don't know these people. Why are you doing this? She's going to be a good Samaritan, I guess. Yeah. Which is rule number 30. Don't be a good Samaritan. Yeah, I would say, like, no when to cut ties, but she has no ties to these people. No. Like, they're, they're random customers. Here's my theory. Much like the uh, the man of the cloth from the beginning of the film, I believe she has a vested interest in taking the leprechaun down because she's got all the lore on him. She's got the books, and we find out here she's an actual witch. Yeah, like she has magic. So I think she's got a vested interest in keeping uh, threats such as the leprechaun from the uh, mortal plane, the prime material plane. She's a shitty fucking witch, though. She's yeah, horrible. Yeah, she pulls out some low-level Skyrim destruction <laughs> spells. She used a shocking grasp when this called for at least a level three magic missile. Absolutely. And then she dies off screen because the, they the ran out of money. They ran out of yep. money. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't be a good Samaritan. Yeah, and if you're gonna be like use your magic powers in the fight, like have some good magic powers. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying that she's good or successful at what she does. I'm just saying I think there she. Has a, an interest in let beyond these strangers in her defense. Yeah. Uh, so Rory and Emily escape under the roof where Leprechaun attacks them again. Rory beats him up with a pipe for a while, but Lep attacks him back. He drops his weapon again. Which he did willingly. Like, he dropped it and then did not keep his distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he beats him up so much that he's like, oh, I did it. I, I definitely killed him. Drops weapon. Nope. And I'm throwing in Rule 21, Learn From Past Events. You saw three Uzis get unloaded on this guy, and he didn't die. Yeah. Your, your pipe trick didn't do it. Like, he might be incapacitated momentarily, but I'm sorry. You are not Superman. He's not dead. I'm not even so sure Superman could do it. Double tap, take the shot, whatever. He doesn't do it. Yeah. And dropping this weapon. This is not good for Rory. It's like, I want to give him props for beating up Leprechaun with a pipe, but he manages to do it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so Emily just starts throwing his gold off through, like, hey, fuck you. Throw your gold, and there's like some cement down below. All right. Sure. Seems to anger him. We get a chase scene. They go down into uh, an elevator, or Emily is like hitting him with like the, the light and like electrocutes him. Yep. And finally gets down to the boiler room where she yeets his gold into the furnace and then tosses him in there as well. 
Freddy Krueger style. Love to see it. Unfortunately, we've already established in this movie that fire does not kill Leprechaun. Not just because the psychic said it, but because, I mean, we saw we saw Lisa do a flamethrower to Leprechaun's face, and it did not kill him. Now, this is slightly bigger than a, a hairspray flamethrower, but it's the same principle. It slows him down for a minute. Yeah. Uh, rule 41, though, use your environment to your advantage. Absolutely. Yeah. Emily does go back up to the roof. Where she and Rory both assume they're safe, which is rule number 33. Never assume you're safe. Never assume you're safe. Which we got from a Leprechaun movie. Yeah, the very first one. That's from Leprechaun 1. Wow. Leprechaun's here again. Shocker. Um, Hey, now he looks a little toasty. A little toasty. (laughs) Toasty. (laughs) And he just, like, yeets Emily off the side of the roof, but she somehow grabs onto yet. We're just gonna, like, yada, 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 somehow. I mean, I guess she was exercising, because she has got some uh, serious upper body strength. Yeah, grip strength for sure. She could be great on uh, America's, what, Ninja Warrior? Yeah. Rule 49, exercise. Good for her. Rory shoots, gets his gun unjammed. Lock and load. Shoots Leprechaun a bunch, pulls Emily to safety, and then keeps shooting him, but runs out of bullets. These clovers really aren't doing shit. He, and also, he, he forgot the jammed bullet. Yeah, there yeah. was the jammed bullet that they never put back in the gun on, on the roof. And also, he never, like, caps him. He just shoots him in, like, body shots. Yeah. Like, headshots. Uh, try the head. Just just once. We did it in Exorcist 3. We've done it in many, many movies. Go for the head. Yeah, and, and he would, like, stop shooting and then keep shooting. It's like, not to do every shot. Just take them all. Yep. But again, the Clovers really aren't doing shit. No, he's bleeding like Mario hearts or something. Like, it's it's really weird. I, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's, it feels like the writing's a little inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> what? But Emily finally lands the kill shot when she just, like, picks up the treasure chest and just tosses it right at his chest, knocks him off the building into the cement pool below, and defeats Leprechaun. He's- Somehow. Somehow. <laughs> well, Derek and I have talked about, uh, especially in the Halloween podcast, if you can't kill Michael Myers, just lock him up underground and fill it with cement. Now he's the next generation. Okay, problem. but Leprechaun can teleport. True. Why didn't he just teleport out of the cement? I'm guessing that he was weakened by the four-leaf clover shots. He, yeah. I hope, but gosh, a good writer would have, you know, established that. Yeah, <laughs> they, they do a very... We are articulating this so much better than it was shown yeah. to us. No. Because we have to try and make sense of this. No, what you what you just offered was headcanon because nothing in the fucking <laughs> film established that. Everything. In that... fact, if anything, it established that if you don't shoot him with clovers quick enough, he's at full strength again. That, so yeah. if anything, this contradicts that theory. <laughs> the only thing that we saw that really defeated him was the clover holy water at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that banished him to hell? Yeah. Kind of, but was, then he came back. I was legitimately expecting them to banish him to hell again. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's like this This movie was not well written. But I'm, I'm still going with Ryan's explanation. I don't think Leprechaun is dead. I do think that he is locked up in a block of cement, and he is the next generation's problem. They, Maybe. They built a youth center on top of him. Maybe this movie is the prequel to Leprechaun 3 and Leprechaun Back to the Hood, where we see him in statue form. He's a stone statue. Ooh, there you go. And this is how he became statuesque. But then where that is the his necklace, whistle? Though. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we need the flute and we need the necklace. Yeah. <laughs> Things that don't exist in this movie for whatever reason. <laughs> just, just don't worry about it. It's fine. Also, didn't didn't Leprechaun in the Hood take place before this movie? Shh. Like, year, like, on the calendar year? Don't worry about it. <laughs> We're going to get out the whiteboard and start, like, if we're, we're going to start drawing the, like, we're continuities gonna, in We're going to Pepe series, Sylvia the shit out of we this. We need X-Men Days of Future Past to, or, uh, yeah, Leprechaun Days of Future Past up in this bitch. We need, we need Wolverine to go back in time just to fix the Leprechaun continuity. <laughs> so, Leprechaun is now 
dead or, or trapped in, in concrete. Great. And uh, Emily, uh, Rory, and Jamie all survived the movie. And that is the end. A leprechaun back to the hood. And they weren't wearing their helmets. Nope. No motorcycle rides with no helmets. Lip in the hood, no longer up to no good. It's true, you know. We're out of the hood. We did it. Uh, I didn't have any rules nah. for this thing. There's nothing new. A lot of these people didn't even know that they were in a horror movie until it was too late. And Leprechaun was not following normal rules, so it was even hard for us to talk about it at times. This movie didn't make a lot of sense. No. It's almost like it was a Leprechaun movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's get into the awards, huh? Uh, first, we have the Randy Meeks Merit Badge, which goes to the character who did the best job at following the rules. This is, of course, based off Randy Meeks from Scream, the best movie character of all time. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Uh, guys, who are you thinking for uh, Leprechaun Back to the Hood? Uh, I, think, I think there's one option. Yeah? I think it's Emily. <laughs> so the only, the only person that I would offer for a second would be Clarice. Because... Who? What was her name? Tooth. Clarissa. Oh, uh, Chanel. 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 Clar- Where did I get Clarice? I'm Clarice. Thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of Silence of the Lambs, yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving all that in. Um, what was it, though? Oh, I'm leaving. It's it's Chanel. Chanel. I'm leaving so, all of that in. <laughs> <laughs> so, the only the only person I would offer as, like, an alternative would be Chanel. Just because, like, yeah, she stole some gold. She turned it into a tooth. But she had no reason to think that any of this was supernatural. Someone broke into her apartment, and she just immediately shoots him. She didn't double tap, though. Now, she, she may not have double tapped, but... Based on the rules that she had observed up to that point, I would say that she followed the rules pretty well. Like, she did not wait for an explanation. She didn't wait for a monologue. She just shot. True. That being said, Emily still deserves it. I just wanted to to nod that within the rules of our universe, Chanel did well. Honorable mention to Father Jacob for actually defeating Leprechaun. Sure. But Emily is the clear choice. Yeah. Uh, as far as final girls go, she's up there near the top of people we've had on this podcast. Yeah, the, the she's no Nancy, but yeah, she's good. The only big nose that she kind of has in in the whole movie was trespassing on the construction zone at the beginning, you know, and ultimately falling into Blackreach and taking the chest, which I disagree <laughs> with, but you're okay with. Yeah, but everything after that, she was pretty on. T- I mean, I guess believing in a psychic before she had reason to believe hey, in it, a psychic. You know, conveniently it worked. <laughs> yeah, but she was right, but that's results were interesting. Yeah, broken clocks are right twice a day. So you know. But after the horror movie really began, she did almost perfect. Yeah, really impressive fights with Leprechaun. And ultimately defeated him. Yep. Just a really, really strong performance. Not perfect, but strong as fuck. Yes. And, you know, so often our main characters in these movies suck so hard and only survive because they're the main character. Yeah. That's not the case here. Uh, She did not survive just because of plot armor. Yeah, she's got plot armor, but she also has plot weapons. Yes. Yeah. Which, you know, I really appreciate. So that, that brings this movie up a little bit for me for having such a competent protagonist. Sure. Something I appreciate. How about Night of the Living Pleb, which goes to the character who did the worst job at following the rules. And this, of course, based off Barbara from Night of the Living Dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. And for once, like, there's not a clear, clear, clear holy shit, they're so bad person in this movie, I don't think. I think there is. Really? I think it's a tie, and it's the cops. I was also going to offer the cops. Yeah, I stand corrected, I think. If they would have done their damn job and not been harassing these people and, you know, would have taken the murder allegations in the beginning seriously... Sure. It would have been okay. Uh, Esmeralda's, I think, another one that, like, a dishonorable mention. Yeah, I guess, like I was saying earlier, we don't know enough about her motivations yeah. to know if she did the right thing or not. There's a big old question mark around Esmeralda. And that's ultimately why I don't want to give it. Because, like, it's almost like if you're grading somebody, the cops just get Fs. Yeah. 
Esmeralda gets kind of like a an incomplete. Like yeah. we, we can't really assess you. Like yeah, overall negative, but we just don't know enough to really understand what's going on. And no, that, she and should have been helping these people for a, real. Though. Another dishonorable mention. I hate to say it, but uh, Jamie was very stupid. Yes, he was. Um, he made a couple poor choices. Uh, nothing egregious. Yeah, but he just. Uh, his stupidity let the movie go on a little longer than it needed. He got a... I, I would give him a D minus. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's... Still the cops. They're fucking awful. But as much as I love Paige Kennedy, uh, Jamie was horrible. Now, I don't want to give it to both cops because I think Officer Thompson, who was the first one to die, was worse. Okay. Because he just punches Leprechaun out of nowhere. Sure. That's fair. And sure. then once he got killed... Officer Whitaker, the other guy, is like, oh, shit, I'm in a horror movie, pulls out his gun, and does take the shot. Yeah, he shoots several times and then tries to roundhouse several times. At this point, it was probably already a done deal for you anyway. Admirable fight. Sure. Yeah. But, so I think Officer Thompson is not a living pleb, and he's not so living anymore. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, next week, we are going to finally, I believe, as long as everything uh, stays good, we're going to do Child's Play 3. I'm traveling back to the cities, and we're finally going to do another Child's Play movie. Awesome. So, uh, Child's Play 3 is definitely the worst in the series, in my opinion. So, I'm not that pumped for it, but I'm excited to get back to that series. Um, I don't know. Seed's worse, personal opinion. Yeah, I, I, I see, if you go into Seed knowing it's a comedy, it's it's yeah. a fun time. I guess, if, if we're talking strictly the original Child's Play trilogy, I won't even, like, pretend to argue with no, you. Yeah, if we're just talking but the original if, three, anybody who argues with me on that yes. point it has no and idea what they're the talking about. It's the worst Child's Play movie, sure. but it is not the worst Chucky movie. Sure. Disagree, but like, oh, fair uh, the only thing that one the third act is pretty good, but uh, the rest of the movie doesn't do anything for me. But yeah, we'll hopefully be doing Shots Play 3, and then maybe just maybe bring in the wheel of spooks out of retirement. Ooh. I, I think it might be time. Oh my god, uh, it's got his vaccine, it's out of quarantine. Both doses, yep. Yeah, uh, wow. It's got its first dose, we gotta wait oh. on the second dose. Oh, oh, uh, I think it's getting it this week, so oh, good, we'll yeah, see. Good. Uh, is it a Moderna hottie? Uh, you know, Team Pfizer. Pfizer gang! <laughs> Pfizer gang. <laughs> Pfizer gang! <laughs> uh, so we'll see. But yeah, maybe we'll, we'll bring a little bit of random chance back to this podcast, which is part of the reason I, I wanted it in the first place. Like, I love the random chance bullshit. Uh, so hopefully we can do that. I'm excited. Now, Leprechaun series. Jordan, you're done. Bless up. You're free. Uh, these are going to be the only two Leprechaun movies I ever watch. Uh, you know, I recommend the last one. You can recommend it. I'm not going to watch All it. All right. <laughs> if you say so. Um... But as someone who lives in North Dakota, I think you know a North Dakota horror movie. I would feel like that would be somewhat appealing. I feel like we could just make a better North Dakota horror movie. Probably, but Leprechaun Returns is is no slouch. It is a genuinely good movie, unlike any of the other ones in this series. Fair enough. Uh, so you're free. So since you finished your role in the Leprechaun uh, podcast, uh, you get to reserve yourself a movie or a franchise. Uh, anything in in particular you want to reserve for yourself, Ryan? I'm going to be a petty bitch. Okay. Because you made me sit through these two Leprechaun movies. So I'm going to make you sit through the Resident Evil movies. Oh, fuck you. And my favorite part about this is I have not seen all the Resident Evil movies. I'm a huge fan of the games. I do not like the Resident Evil movies I've seen. I will throw myself on a grenade just to make you suffer with me in revenge. You know what? I deserve it. But fuck you. <laughs> you know, I will say, I think I, I, if there's a fifth one, I haven't seen it. But I've there's seen six of them. There's six. I've seen the first four, and the fourth one has some really awesome moments that shouldn't be there that are really awesome, but they're just so ridiculous. Yes. So this is, it won't be a complete zero for you, but no, these are not good <laughs> no, movies. No, it won't, and it's entirely because Ryan forced me to come to Back to the Hood. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I can't be too mad at you, but I'm mad at you. You know, we can move on past the live-action movies into the CG movies that connect to the games mm-hmm. if you want. Those are okay. Okay. Derek, next we have Leprechaun Origins, which will just be you and me, because I don't want to make anybody else sit through that movie. Yeah, and I'm doing this to myself because I'm a raging completionist. Yeah. Um, sometimes to my detriment, which... A lot of these movies have been guilty pleasures. I will say that this one was not so much. Yeah. Um, this one was just kind of like, I, I said it earlier, like Greek yogurt. Not a lot of flavor to it. Like, a couple of really funny moments. But for the most part, this should have been like a 15-minute short film. You're going to like this a lot more than Leprechaun Origins, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, because you said this one is going to be uh, pretty much just head-on horror movie, 100%. Right? There's, I don't think there's a single joke in the whole movie. Hey. Uh, Leprechaun does not speak in what? the next one. He, he's, a, he's a goblin. Poppycock. Yeah, uh, Leprechaun is a, a, a creature. Balderdash! <laughs> yeah. it, 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 there's no line of dialogue for Leprechaun. Oh, well, you know, I'm excited, I guess. No, don't be. I'm not excited. <laughs> yep, I am not excited. Don't be that's at what, all. That, that's what I said, I'm not excited. I'm excited that I don't have to be here. <laughs> you get to listen to the podcast. Oh, I'm gonna, maybe. I'll let you guys tell me if the banter's good or not. Innocent bystander. <laughs> the banter's always good, especially when I'm on it. Fair enough. The only thing that movie has good going for it, it's got some really solid gore, and that's about it. Okay. So... Uh, I'm not too excited for that one, but we got to do it. Guys, thanks for doing this. This was fun. Yeah, we finally got back to the hood. About time. Like, you, you're going to have to drop that trope now. I'm so sad. I always look forward to it at the end of every episode. Like, oh, well, maybe we'll get back to the hood. Well, finally did. I'll womp, tell you what. Womp. It was not worth the wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what was worth the wait was uh, podcasting about this with you guys. So thank you very much. You guys want to give any social media? As always, you can follow my underwhelming NR, that is underwhelming movie reviews. I only have like nine followers, but I always tweet about my movies, and they're always underwhelming. As always, I tweet at RaiRaiMovieGuy, and I also write video game and tech reviews, as well as some general gaming and tech news at GBATemp.net. All right, you can follow us at HowToHorror. That's How, the number two horror. Yeah, Child's Play 3, coming up. Enjoy. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. This was fun. Thank you. The movie is mediocre, but uh, the company and the conversation was very enjoyable. So thank you very much. Agreed. It was a good time. Absolutely. All right. Anything else? No. No. All right. This has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast. And now more than ever, stay safe out there. (laughs) 